ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار ايها المسلمون فاوصيكم بنفسي وتقوى الله عز وجل i advise myself and yourselves first and foremost with the taqwa of Allah azza wa jal to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala at every moment ايها المسلمون ما هي السعاده ومن هو السعيد what is happiness and who is the true the truly happy person it's a question that every single person thinks about and asks himself and there's not a person on the face of this earth except that he is in search of saada except that he is in search of true happiness however we'll find every person goes about this in their own way every person has their own way of going about finding his happiness and his peace and contentment in this world each person has his own methodology but each person has one goal and that is to achieve saada some people think that saada is found in acquiring wealth in earning lots of money by which they can buy nice things they can spoil themselves or spoil their families with the best of adornments of the dunya buying themselves a luxurious vehicle or a beautiful home or whatever it may be of this dunya wa yujibuhum ash-sha'ir but they are responded to by the poet where he said wa lastu ara as-sa'adata jam'a malin walakin at-taqiyyu huwa as-sa'id the poet he said it is not happiness or happiness is not found in acquiring wealth but the taqiyyu huwa as-sa'id the person who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the truly happy person so happiness is not found in acquiring wealth happiness will not be found your peace and contentment in this world will never be found in money it will never be found in property or wealth but it's the person who fears Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it's the person who is conscious of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the true happy person how many times has it not been that money or wealth has been a, a cause for the destruction of a person has been a cause for the unhappiness of a person 
we look at an example in the Quran where Allah mentions Qarun who was of the most wealthiest of people who walked this earth Allah says that the key to his treasures had to be carried by a group of men the key to open the vault to his wealth had to be carried by a group of men imagine the size of the vault and imagine what he contained but yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَالِهِ الْأَرْضِ فَمَا كَانَ لَهُ مِنْ فِئَةِ يَنْصُرُونَهُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ وَمَا كَانَ لَهُ مِنَ الْمُنْتَقْصِرِينَ Allah says because the earth to swallow him up along with his home him and all of his wealth all of his treasures فَخَسَفْنَا بِهِ وَبِدَالِهِ الْأَرْضِ all of this is swallowed up by the earth upon the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah says there was no one to help him against Allah. فَمَا كَانَ لَهُ مِنْ فِئَةٍ يَنْصُرُونَهُ مِنْ دُونِ اللَّهِ There was no one to help him against Allah. So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees and he decides, then there's nothing that can withhold his punishment or prevent his punishment. At the end of the salah, and in the salah even, we learn that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam always used to say, اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت وَلَا مُعْطِيَ لِمَا مَنَعْتِ وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَا الْجَدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِّ But oh Allah, no one can withhold what you give. No one can keep back what Allah wants to give. At the same time, لَا مَانِعَ لِمَا أَعْطَيْتِ No one can, or no one can give what that which Allah withholds. وَلَا يَنْفَعُ ذَا الْجَدِّ مِنْكَ الْجَدِّ No person who possesses anything, their possessions, their wealth, will not avail them in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No matter what we own, it's not going to save us in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, just like in the case of Qarun. So let us not be deceived that in wealth we will find our happiness. In wealth we will find our tuma'neenah or our sakinah, that peace and contentment in this world. Rather, it is found in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are some who seek sa'ada in popularity, in fame, in status, in reputation. And so they assume that by becoming popular, by becoming powerful, by becoming an influencer, an influential person, they will achieve happiness through this. They will achieve contentment through this. And how appropriate is this not today? How relevant is this not today with social media and uh, influences where each person is out seeking likes, seeking shares, seeking followers, where the youth will compare with one another, I have so many followers, you only have so many followers. Where a girl will take pride where her pictures are being shared or her body is being looked at, or her aura, her face is being looked at, her beauty is being adorned and looked at. This is a time for her to feel proud because she's getting likes and status. She's being spoken about, shuhra, she's becoming popular and famous. How many people think that happiness is found in this? In authority, in status and so forth. Yet this is only short-lived. At that moment, Perhaps they feel some type of hype, some type of happiness, but it's always short-lived. And that's why they always have to go to the next post, and the next post, and the next post, looking for that little bit of happiness each time. But take that away from them, 
when they come back to the real world, they find themselves in difficulty. They find themselves struggling in depression, anxiety, grief, worry. And this is the trend today amongst the youth. This is the trend today amongst even the grown-ups. Because even they fall into the fitna of social media. Where we start to seek popularity. It's a popularity contest. Wallahu musta'an. But this is not where happiness will ever be found. In fact, what does Allah Azza wa Jal say about our wealth and about sultah? That authority that we seek. ما أغنى عني مالية هلك عني سلطانية سورة الحاقة Allah says about those people on the day of Qiyamah what are they going to say? My wealth has not benefited me it wasn't there to assist me it wasn't there to help me it wasn't there to save me هلك عني سلطانية and my authority was stripped from me everything that I achieved in this world all of that status that I built up, all of that time I invested, all of that effort I invested into achieving this popular status, this authority, has been stripped of me. And what waits is the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What awaits is only the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Even at times, as du'at, as scholars, people are looking for popularity. Because this is a fitna. The shuhra is a fitna. Fame is a fitna. And this is why many of the salaf, they said, the righteous predecessors, they said, in not being known, there's safety. There's safety in being unknown. You're better off being someone who's unknown. Doing your da'wah, carrying on with your life, living your life with your family, ordinary layman. Alhamdulillah, you're worshipping Allah, you're living your life according to the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is safety. It's better than being known and popular because there's major fitna in that. Wallahu musta'an. Some think it's in followers and lots of children. Somebody's going to carry my name. If I have lots of children, this is going to be my cause of happiness one day. When I die, I see all my sons lined up, all of my children lined up. And something by a large group of following we will find happiness. Yet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He says, Consider the day where those who misled others will disown their followers. They will disown their followers. And when they face the, the torment or the punishment of Allah, the bonds that united them will be cut off. Whether it's the bond of family, whether it's the bond of lineage, whether it's the bond of following your sheikh, whatever it may be on that day, the one who misled them will cut them off. And that bonds will be cut off. And then Allah says, وَقَالَ الَّذِينَ اتَّبَعُوا لَوْ أَنَّ لَنَا كَبْرَةً فَنَتَبَرَّأَ مِنْهُمْ كَمَا تَبَرَّأُوا مِنَّا Then Allah says, that the misled followers, those followers will then say, they will cry out, if only we had a second chance. If only we could have a second chance, we would disown them as they disowned us. But at this point it's too late. At this point it's too late. Wallahu musta'an. And so Allah makes them remorseful of their deeds and they will never be able to leave the fire. Wa na'udhu billah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us. فَإِنَ السَّعَادَ إِذَا 
Where is sa'ada? Where do we find true happiness? Where do we find contentment and peace in this dunya which is filled with trials and tribulation and difficulty and so forth? The Quran, Allah Azza wa Jal, He instructs us and He tells us, وَمَا أَمْوَالُكُمْ وَلَا أَوْلَادُكُمْ بِالَّتِي تُقَرِّبُكُمْ عِنْدَنَا زُلْفَى Allah says, it is not your wealth or children that bring you closer to us. It is not that that will bring you closer to us. إِلَّا مَنْ آمَنَ وَعَمِلَ صَالِحًا فَذَوْزُ بِلِيذٍ And do righteous good deeds. فَأُولَٰئِكَ لَهُمْ جَزَاءُ الضِّعْفِ بِمَا عَمِلُوا فَهُمْ فِي الْغُرُفَاتِ آمِنُونَ It is they who will have a multiplied reward for what they did. And they will be secure in elevated mansions in Jannah. So it's not the money, it's not the property, it's not the wealth. Nor is it our offspring that's going to bring us closer to Allah. Except for those who have Iman. Except for the true believers. Who will use their wealth to bring them closer to Allah. Who will use their offspring to bring them closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the exception. And this will only be found in the true mu'min. This is only found in the true mu'min. He uses the favors of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the obedience of Allah. He rears his children upon the deen of Allah. He rears them upon tawheed, upon the sunnah, upon righteousness, and he keeps them away from sin. He warns them when they stray. He guides them at every moment. And he uses his wealth. His wealth doesn't use him, but he uses his wealth in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For them, Allah says they will have a multiplied reward. Jaza'ud di'fi because of their righteous deeds. And they will be in these elevated mansions in paradise. Allah make us of them. The Quran also tells us, or Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he tells us about the people of Jannah. And he tells us about those who will be of the most miserable people of this world. And he tells us about those who will be of the happiest or the people who experienced the best of the dunya. What is the parable that Rasulullah he uses? He says, on the day of Qiyamah, from the people of hellfire, a man will be brought who led a life of ease. Naeem, he led a life of delight and enjoyment. He lived a life of enjoyment. He enjoyed himself in the dunya. He used his money. He, you know, he followed all of the pleasures of the world. And in fact, this, the hadith says he is the an'amir rajul, the person who experienced the most of delight in this world. The most of delight in this world. He will come on the day of Qiyamah. And he will be dipped into Jahannam. One dip. He will be dipped into Jahannam and taken out. And it will be said to him, Have you ever experienced any delight before this? He will say, لا والله ما رأيت نعيماً قط. I never ever experienced any delight ever. Not in this dunya, not in the akhirah ever. That one dip into Jahannam, will cause him to forget every single pleasure and delight and happiness that he experienced in this world. One dip into Jahannam. And in the same hadith, the Prophet says that another man will be brought from the people of Jannah. Min ab rajul, From the most miserable of people, meaning he had a difficult life. 
He had a tough life. He had to strive. He had to struggle in this dunya. He had to sacrifice in this world. He strove day in, day out. He worked hard. He went through difficulties in his wealth, in his health, in his family, in his friends. He had to struggle in the dunya. But he was a mu'min. He worshipped Allah. He believed in Allah sincerely. He did righteous deeds. But he experienced difficulty. In the hadith says he went through the most difficulty in the whole world. Out of all people. He will be brought on the day of Qiyamah. He will be dipped into Jannah. One dip. One dip and he will be taken out. It will be said to him, هَلْ رَأَيْتَ بُؤْسًا Have you ever tasted any hardship? Have you ever tasted any difficulty? He will say, لا Allah. Never, ever, Ya Allah, have I ever tasted any difficulty. That one dip in Jannah causes him to forget every single moment of hardship. Every single difficulty. Every single test that he went through. One dip in Jannah. Never mind staying there for eternity. Never mind all of the other pleasures of Jannah. One dip into paradise. And he forgets every single moment of hardship that he experienced in this dunya. Allah Azza wa Jal says, أَفَرَأِيْتَ إِمَّا تَعْنَاهُمْ سِنِينَ ثُمَّ جَاءَهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يُوْعَدُونَ مَا أَغْنَى عَنْهُمْ مَا كَانُوا يُمَحْتَعُونَ That, look at what they experienced. Imagine what they experienced. For years and years, سنين, what they enjoyed of the dunya. But then the day will come. What they were promised. The time what they promised will come. And none of that which they enjoyed will avail them. None of that which they enjoyed will avail them. Wallahu musta'an. So ayyuhal mu'minun. When we seek happiness. When we seeking true contentment. Eternal happiness. Not short-lived happiness in the dunya. Not short-lived happiness after one Instagram post. Not short-lived happiness after one soccer match that you won. One cricket match that you won. Not short-lived happiness or small dunyawi achievements. Those things are short-lived. Once it's over, it's over. The moment passes, that moment of happiness is gone. You can bask in the glory for 70 years and say, you know, that day I scored a hundred. That day I scored so many goals. That day I scored so many tries. But wallahi, it's not going to avail you anything in the year after. It's not going to avail you anything in the year after. It's not going to benefit you in reality. So when we seek sa'ada, let us not look at these things which are fleeting. The dunya is fleeting, it comes and it's gone the next day. The only place we're going to find true happiness, true peace and contentment is in imanu billah, is in true belief in Allah, is in being attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is by worshipping Allah, righteous deeds, amalun salih. This is where true happiness is found. Man amila salihan, مِنْ ذَكَرٍ أَوْ أُنْثَى وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٍ Allah says in Surah Al-Nahl Whoever does righteous deeds Be it a male or female And he's a true believer He sincerely worships Allah alone فَلَنُحْيِيَنَّهُ حَيَاةً طَيِّبَةً Then we will give him a life that is pure A life that is happy A goodly life حَيَاةً طَيِّبَةً وَلَنَجَزِيَنَّهُمْ أَجَرَهُمْ بِأَحْسَنِ مَا كَانُوا يَعْمَلُونَ and will pay them certainly a reward in proportion to the best of what they did. Allah will give us exactly what we 
deserve the best of what we did. Allah is going to reward us according to that bi'idnillahi ta'ala. Yaqul ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullahu ta'ala fa'atiyabu ma fi dunya The happiness a person can be in this dunya is in knowing Allah. Knowing who Allah is, having knowledge of Allah. Knowing Him by His names, knowing Him by His attributes. A person who knows Allah will be the happiest person in this dunya. Wa mahabbatuhu and loving Him. And you can only truly love Him if you know Him. We cannot truly love Allah if we don't know who Allah is, if we haven't studied His names, we haven't studied His attributes. He's got more than a hundred names, not 99. Allah has more than a hundred. Only Allah knows how many names He has and how many attributes He has. Only Allah knows. So we need to study the Quran and the Sunnah to find the names and the attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, Ibn Qayyim says, the most delight he will find in Jannah is when he sees Allah and he's in the presence of Allah. This is the moment where the people of Jannah experience the ultimate delight. It's not in the food and the drink, nor in the Hurun Eid. It's seeing Allah Azza wa Jal. This is the moment the Mu'mineen experience ultimate happiness. Where every Friday Allah speaks to the people of Jannah and says, Is there anything more I can give you? And the people say, Ya Allah, you've entered us into paradise, you've saved us from Jahannam. What more can we get? And Allah will remove the veil. And they will see Allah like they see the full moon. Like you see the full moon on this dunya, on a clear night. Clear, bright, with no nothing in the way. Shining, they will see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in all of his perfection and his majesty. And they will experience nothing better than this. They will never experience anything more delightful than this. Then Ibn Al-Qayyim says, loving him and knowing him, this is Qurratul Uyun. This is where the hearts find rest. This is where the hearts find rest. Waladhatul Arwah. And where the souls find delight. Wabahjatul Qulub. And the hearts find happiness and joy. Wanaimud dunya wa sururiha. He says the delight of this world and all of its happiness is found in the knowledge of Allah. And knowing Allah and loving Allah. He says, any delight of this dunya that you taste, which is not connected to Allah, will eventually turn to torment and pain and suffering. Any delight that we experience, it's not connected to Allah, meaning it's in something haram, it's in something bad. It will eventually turn to torment and suffering and hurt. Musta'an. And the person will remain in a life of darkness and hardship. So the hayatul tayyibah cannot happen except with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aqulu hadha al-qawl wa astaghfirullah al-azim li wa lakum wa li walidayya wa li walidikum wa li sa'il al-muslimin min kulli dhan wa astaghfiruh innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. Alhamdulillahi ala ihsanih wa shukru ala tawfiqihi wa amtinanih وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له تعظيما لشأنه وأشهد أن نبينا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلوات الله وسلامه عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وسلم تسليما مزيدا أيها المسلمون يقول إبراهيم بن أدهم إبراهيم بن أدهم رحمه الله سيد لو يعلم الملوك وأبناء الملوك ما نحن فيه لا جالدون عليه بالسيوف 
He said, if the kings and the sons of the kings, if they knew what joy we have with us, they would fight us for it with the sword. They would fight us with it with the sword. If they knew what the true scholars of Islam, the true worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala experience of happiness and joy, those kings would come and fight us with the sword. Because what they're seeking with their wealth, with their palaces, with their armies, with their treasures, they're seeking the enjoyment of the world. If they knew what enjoyment we have in, in our connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they would fight us with their swords. Islam teaches us in various ways how to achieve sa'ada. We've mentioned in Iman Billah, we've mentioned in righteous deeds. Over and above this, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam even said that there are things of this dunya that will bring you happiness. And he said, from the happiness of the son of Adam are three things. And from his hardship and difficult life will be three things. He said, from the happiness of the son of Adam, al-mar'atu saliha is to have a righteous wife, is to have a righteous spouse. In this a person will find happiness. In this a person will find ease. At moments of happiness, everybody is happy. At moments of difficulty, this is where the person with a righteous wife will see the benefits of having a truly righteous That wife will have sabr. That husband will have sabr. That husband will endure. That husband won't sit on your head and complain about dunyawi matters. Al-mar'atu saliha. The person will experience delight. Delight in their companionship where they advise you with khair. They advise you with goodness. They remind you with goodness. This is the righteous company. In this there will be happiness. وَالْمَسْكَنُ الصَّالِحِ In a spacious dwelling. In a home that is spacious, meaning doesn't have to be a mansion, but a home that is sufficient for you and your family. A home that is sufficient for you and your family. In this you will find peace. You will find contentment. And he said, وَالْمَرْكَبُ الصَّالِحِ in a good vehicle. In a good vehicle, you will find happiness. Isn't this the case? You know if you are, alhamdulillah, have a reliable vehicle. Again, it doesn't have to be the latest on the market. A reliable vehicle, you find, alhamdulillah, there's peace in it, there's contentment in this. This is what the Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, and the opposite also holds true. That if you don't have this, you're going to experience difficulty. To end off, my time has come to an end. Shaykh Lassam Taymiyyah rahimahullah, he said, إِنَّ فِي الدُّنْيَا جَنَّةِ مَنْ لَمْ يَدْخُلُهَا لَا يَدْخُلُ جَنَّةُ الْآخِرَةِ In this dunya, there's a jannah. In this dunya, there's a paradise. Whoever doesn't enter that paradise here will not enter the paradise in the akhirah. Whoever doesn't enter the paradise of the dunya, he's not going to enter the paradise of the akhirah. What is the paradise of the dunya? Paradise of the dunya is Iman Billah. Paradise in the dunya is when you are truly worshipping Allah and believing in Allah Azza wa Jal. That is, he is saying it's a Jannah. Ibn Taymiyyah is likening it to the Jannah of this world. If you don't enter that Jannah here, yeah, you're not going to experience the Jannah of the Akhirah. For true Iman will bring about such delights, such delights, that had the kings and the rich of this world seen they would fight you with the sword to, to achieve those delights. But this is only going to be found in the obedience of Allah. Where we adjust our lifestyle 
to the way of Allah Azza wa Jal, to the way of the Sharia. It's a lifestyle change that we have to do, that we have to change to achieve this happiness. It doesn't mean you recite the Quran one day or you worship Allah in Ramadan that you're going to get a whole year's worth of happiness. It means it's a lifestyle change where every single day we are working on our Iman. Through this you are going to find Tatma'inul Qulub. Ala bi dhikrillahi Tatma'inul Qulub. It's only in the remembrance of Allah Azza wa Jal do the hearts truly find rest. Hada wa sallu wa sallimu ra'akumullah ala bashirin nadir. محمد بن عبد الله فقد أمركم الله بذلك في كتابه فقال عز من قائل عليما إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما فقال صلى الله عليه وسلم من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وارض اللهم عن الخلفاء الراشدين أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن بقية الصحابة والتابعين وتابع التابعين وعنا معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا أكرم الأكرمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين اللهم انصر المسلمين والمستضعفين في كل مكان اللهم وكلهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وحفيظا اللهم وعليك بأعداء الدين فإنهم لا يعجزونك ربنا هب لنا من أزواجنا وذرياتنا قرة أعين وجعلنا للمتقين إماما ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفة والغنى اللهم إنا نسألك الهدى والتقى والعفة والغنى يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك اللهم يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان اللهم بلغنا رمضان وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين Thank you.